Welcome back to another episode of the 100k Freelancer Club podcast, or maybe in this episode it should be called the Procrastination Club podcast, <laughs> because I am a massive procrastinator and I know damn well that Niall is too, and that is what this episode is all about. We're going to be talking about the beast that is procrastination. So before I jump in, make sure you've checked out the 100kfreelancerclub.com website where you can sign up for our free courses, our pro courses to become a better freelancer. Joining me today, as always, is Niall. How are you doing, Niall? I'm all good, mate. I thought that it would take you a little bit longer to get through that intro, seeing as we were talking about procrastination. I thought you might be distracted by something uh, off screen or, <laughs> or maybe start talking about something completely irrelevant, but this is definitely something which uh, is going to bring up some interesting conversation, I think. Oh, 100%. Like, I've had many many experiences i have daily experiences with the beast <laughs> hourly of procrastination yeah literally hourly just that monster sat on your back just making you always <laughs> focus on the thing that you know that you shouldn't be doing and sometimes i'm focusing well one thing that i always do is procrastinate with other tasks i think a lot of people do this i heard like you talking about this just before the podcast is the things that like instead of like you know doing your tax return or doing the client work or whatever you just start cleaning the house which is like a massive <laughs> a massive thing that everybody does like that 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 is procrastination 101 in my opinion is you know oh yeah i really need to send this email blah blah blah, blah. oh my desk is really dirty oh, I, I can't work like do this. Clean. start like cleaning <laughs> your desk like rearranging my ps4 games to go in like alphabetical <laughs> order <laughs> you know my, just, uh, my desk is really dirty though and could do with a clean which is <laughs> beyond the point maybe i'll do it uh midway through this podcast no you, you're absolutely spot on mate i'm gonna be controversial here and i wonder what you think about this i don't think procrastination is something we should try and fight off entirely i think that it's natural to want to procrastinate at times However, if it's starting to dominate your working day, that is when things are probably a bit of a problem. So I think it's natural that everyone procrastinates at some point. If you don't procrastinate, quite frankly, I don't believe you because everyone does. There are always tasks that people are putting off to the last possible moment. I don't care who you are. I'm sure you've experienced procrastination at some point in your life. Most of us probably experience it whilst in education. I think uni in particular is a, is a prime example of people procrastinating. I can think of some great examples of when I was at university where um, a housemate of mine was doing engineering and he would always need to do lab reports and stuff like that. And uh, we would try and convince him to watch the first half. Me and my other housemate, Mike, would try and convince him to watch the first half of a unimportant football match on a random Thursday night like I don't know Fulham against Chesterfield or something like that <laughs> and he'd be like no 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 I've got to do this lab report I've got to make sure I get it done and in the end he'd cave and he'd be like all right lads I watched the first 45 minutes and then he'd end up um, watching the first half and the second half. Then we'd end up playing FIFA. Then we'd end up playing heads and voles inside and then we'd be sat chatting away until two o'clock in the morning and all of a sudden he's thinking oh my God, I've not done my lab report. So yeah, there's procrastination to be found in every walk of life. And uh, especially in the workplace when maybe you're just not quite feeling up for it. You can't be bothered. And I think especially with lockdown and COVID at the moment, JB, everyone's feeling a little bit like that. I certainly am. And, you know, we did a podcast a few weeks ago about post-Christmas motivation and getting yourself back on it. It's a lot harder than people realise. And, you know, procrastination will creep into your regime and will creep into your daily routine at some point. 
Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, it's always going to be there. And I think you have moments where you procrastinate more and, you know, moments where you procrastinate less just naturally. Like, right now, you know, it's in the midst of of January. You're feeling sort of, you know, a bit, well, me anyway, feeling sort of a bit slow. Things are, with lockdown, a bit boring. Like, life in general is a bit more boring. So it's harder to find that level of focus that you would have previously. So I just find myself procrastinating so much more so much more and it's it's really hard especially i think nowadays if you work in anything digital there is a real real battle for procrastination with your phone oh because obviously you know you would check in i i think giving your whatsapp to clients giving your number to clients on your like personal phone is a massive mistake massive mistake not only because they can bug you and contact you after hours and weekends and stuff like that and it just keeps your mind in that work mode all the time it's harder to break away from but it's also just the fact that when you're on your phone it's also it's like muscle memory just to flick over to instagram yeah or just like twitter or whatever you do so many times i've forgotten what i was actually doing on my phone and i've just picked it up and ended up scrolling brain dead on instagram just aimlessly scrolling up and down different apps thinking i've seen this before and then you go back to your feed you refresh your feed and you do it again you think i've just done this before like two minutes ago why am i doing it again and like you say it's almost like you're on autopilot at times isn't it and and i think the internet is the main distraction social media apps and if you do work in the digital landscape i think you're absolutely bang on it's all too easy to get carried away with what is going on on timelines and feeds and stuff like that yeah i would say as well a challenge for all the listeners right just to realize how much you actually go through instagram and all this sort of stuff so your number one procrastination app so let's just say it's instagram it's probably been in the same place it's been on your phone and like the position of the app like and amongst all of your other apps move the location of that app and see and change it for another one for example so change like you know swap instagram and an app that you don't use around so say like the contacts app swap the contacts instagram (laughs) app around you don't use the contacts app on your phone no because why would you ever use the contacts app because if you're going to call somebody you just go into calls and search their name I, I, know WhatsApp what you mean. Somebody, I know what you yeah, mean you just go, so alright you go into the I don't know calculator or, or the calculator well, I use the calculator a lot actually but I suppose you just swipe <laughs> more than up. contacts but anyway yeah way more than contacts <laughs> because I never use contacts but, so for me just swap it for contacts or swap it for whatever app you don't use and because of the whole muscle memory thing I was talking about just see how many times you open that contacts app by accident and you'll be like and then your brain is going to register like oh i'm procrastinating and then uh, but like just do that as a challenge just so you're aware of how much you're actually procrastinating and then what i would actually recommend is that if you know you are struggling with social media and certain apps on your phone and getting distracted this that and the other i would do two things one i would have like no phone time zones in your working day so like you're only allowed access to your phone from like, you know, seven till nine while you need to do emails and communication and stuff like that. And then from like nine till 12, I'd lock your phone away, just put it in the other room or whatever, and then do communication yeah. again from like 12 till one. Uh, and then the next thing I would do is if you don't want to go that hardcore, I, I mean, would that is pretty hardcore. That's pretty apps. tough though as well, isn't it, JB? Like just putting your phone away out of reach can do the job. Um, like for instance they say don't they when you're driving to chuck your phone in the glove box and 
Um, I don't know about anyone else's car, but my car, the glove box has got a lock and key on it, which is used with the car key. So once you've locked it and your car's in the, your keys in the ignition, you can't then open the glove box. So there is no temptation to go in there. You physically have to stop the car, pull over, take the key out of the ignition and turn the engine off and put it back in the glove box to open it up. It's not yeah, quite I mean, as simple I, I as that at home, that is it? It's pretty dangerous if you crash in the middle of nowhere, though. <laughs> you need access to your phone. That's pretty fucking... <laughs> <laughs> that is not a safe thing to do. But I know what you mean. Like, yeah, I just chuck it on the seat next to me or whatever. Like, so, like, you just mean, like, if, if you're going to grab it, like, you I just... physically think about grabbing it. <laughs> I just meant as an example in general of trying to keep your phone... <laughs> <laughs> out of reach when you're doing something important not actually the importance and the positioning of glove boxes in cars in the modern day and age but anyway that is a, well, that's a topic that's for extra, another day that's extra extra life lessons for all, all the listeners there no, yeah, lock your the phone sort of... in glove box in case you need it the life lessons that you will learn that's unbelievable we can but, joke yeah, we the... can joke about these things but that is definitely a good point i think I said on one of the podcasts recently that one of my New Year's resolutions was to spend less time on social media on my phone. And I did start well for the first couple of weeks. But, you know, with this whole lockdown and things like that, this is currently being recorded in January 2021, this podcast. And we're still in the midst of a full blown lockdown here in the UK. And it's it's tough not to spend time on social media. And you do look at your phone more often than probably you would do if you were enjoying a normal working lifestyle and, and going out and meeting clients and rather than being sort of holed up in your home or wherever you might be spending this lockdown I think it's natural to spend more time on your phone in terms of procrastination though I think the key is when it comes to timings and deadlines so I think you've got a, an example from recently where you know a deadline has been approaching and you've procrastinated so much that it's kind of caught you off guard. And I think that's the key to bad procrastination because, you know, if you're procrastinating doing the washing up, that's not a, an issue which is going to cause you too much hassle in the long run. It might make your house smell a little bit and your plates might be a bit grubby and then it might get so bad that you might start seeing green and blue furry things growing on your plates and pots and pans, <laughs> which is never a good sign. But it's not the end of the world. However, when you're talking business and freelancing and self-employment, sometimes meeting deadlines is absolutely critical and procrastinating to avoid meeting those deadlines because they're not something you really want to get stuck into. That can be where the problems come. I think it, procrastination becomes a problem when you are, like you said, like you're missing deadlines. Like that thing for me was actually a massive issue. And like I so it was I needed to get the information about one of the companies to the accountant by because you know we hire an accountancy firm to do uh you know the taxes and accounts and stuff like that so they can file the tax uh, by the end of the year so there's a hmrc tax deadline in the uk it's the 31st of january but your accountant will usually give you a deadline so they can get it done in time before that date i missed that deadline so obviously i picked up a fine there and the, the, then they gave me like a second deadline missed it as well in the thing is i was just procrastinating so much because it was a difficult like for me this was a really difficult task because it was something that required a lot of like technical skill because i'd got something mixed up on the accounts that the accountant couldn't actually 
come in and do because I needed to approve it. It was all to do with like cash versus accrual and all this other boring stuff. So basically it was quite hard to actually do. And it would take like a solid like eight hours of me just sat down and focusing mm. on it. And I knew this from like the beginning of December or even earlier. And I was just, it's, it was on my to-do list every single day, every single week. You just kept putting and it I off. Just kept, just kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And then like I was picking up, you know, these late fines and whatever. And I was just like, oh, I don't care, I'll pay the money. And, and then it got to that point where, okay, this is like a real serious problem. And I, I think the way that I actually, you know, got around it in the end was I, I just forced myself to put this list of what to do and it's like I cannot do anything until I've done this so I wouldn't even let myself do like the other tasks for clients for you know work or whatever so that means this one task I've prioritized it as number one so if I don't do it it's holding up everything it's holding up my whole business here right so it has to be done and that kind of forced me um, to get through it and get it done. And I also, like one of our tips as well is which we say through a lot uh, um, in the course is get an accountability partner. And this doesn't have to, like you can do this in one of two ways. Like for an accountability partner, it's just basically somebody that you tell your goals and objectives to and maybe even if you're that close to them, like your daily tasks and you just check in with them or you check in with each other just to keep each other on track because accountability is a really big thing and a really important part of like you know goal tracking and progress because as a freelancer you've got no boss so there's no one to actually push you to like do things day to day like especially when it comes okay it might be a bit different with client work like if you're working with clients you've obviously got a deadline to you know get that graphic design done or get that database finished or whatever it is that you're working on but if you're you know the, the stuff that you need to do for yourself so for example okay i need more clients because i need to make more money you know i'm going to follow this section on the, the 100k freelancer course uh to get more clients i'm going to do the inbound client acquisition like to force yourself to do that is very difficult so to have an, like an accountability partner where you say to somebody hey i'm going to have my website done in this advert and that advert in x amount of proposals sent by friday and then when it, when when it Friday comes and that person checks in with you, hey, did you do those things? It's almost embarrassing to say no. So that's one thing that kind of pushes you forward. And for me, it was just, you know, it's not anybody I was, you know, related to in like business or work with. It was just my girlfriend. I, I was telling her like, look, I'm having these problems. Like I'm procrastinating so much and I'm picking up fines along the way. Like I really need to get this done. And it's just somebody that's in obviously in my life and that I talk to um, every day and then she's there asking me about it have you done this yet so then it makes me feel bad that I haven't done it which pushes me more like towards actually doing it and if you if you don't want to like get involved with you know um, like get somebody in your personal life involved if you are part of the 100k freelancer club course or you want to sign up now you can just jump into our discord like private discord members discord group and just ask somebody you know, hey, looking for an accountability partner, and then you can look out for each other and just say, hey, you know, did you get these tasks done this week? And then they'll ask you, hey, did you get your tasks done this week? And just checking mm. in with each other. It's also a good way to motivate each other, right? Because if they're ticking off all your, you know, they got 10 tasks and they're ticking them all off, they're like, yeah, I got all my tasks done. All yeah. this 10, look how much progress I made. And you come in to your little accountability meeting. Oh, yeah, I got one out of 10 to have a rough <laughs> week. It makes you feel crap, you know? Like, sure. so it just picks you up, boosts you up. I think it applies to like, everything if you've got like you know personal goals like Niall did you drink your water today did you get your eight hours of sleep last night you know I'd got the sleep but didn't drink the water <laughs> oh, still man. working on it but I mean <laughs> I think it's a really good point that you make and 
actually a good way to combat that or at least try and avoid procrastination is to use incentives now if you've got something like an accountability partner like Jacob says that's really useful but also I think as well if you can find sort of mini incentives you know for instance instead of procrastinating uh, or putting off doing something and going and doing something else quite exciting like I don't know playing PS5 or eating a Mars bar or something like that like why not yeah why not <laughs> what a Mars bar or a PS5 but um, oh, wow in Spain both but I mean in England <laughs> in the rest of the world the PS5 <laughs> yeah I mean but even that there I mean it that could be your incentive, JB, to put off procrastination. Um, if I do this, I'm going to reward myself. You know, you might buy a Mars bar, find a rare Mars bar in Barcelona. And like we've said about the, the glove box thing, you might lock it away somewhere or get your girlfriend to hide it around the flat somewhere and just be like, and she can go, well, I'm not giving this to you, Jacob, until you complete the task. You know, and it sounds a little bit like slave labor when you put it like that. But if you think of it like incentives, you can kind of, treat it as a bit of a reward and everyone loves getting rewards and it is important to give yourself even the smallest of incentives if it does mean that it's an important task even if it's you know I will read my emails and reply to every single one for the next hour or I'll you know clear my email inbox and then I'll give myself half an hour on uh, GTA or something like that so you know they're just small incentives you can even use yourself bigger incentives I mean people use this for dieting they say right once I've dieted for three months I'm gonna treat myself to a takeaway I mean incentives are, are the absolute cornerstone I think of avoiding procrastination and I know dieting and business um, aren't really two things that we'd normally club together on this podcast but I think it's a really good example because you see people that go to things like Slimming World um, it's the exact combination of the two things that we've just mentioned. What you said about feeling slightly awkward, especially in Slimming World, for instance, you go there, how much weight have you lost, JB? Oh, I've lost X kilograms. How much weight have you lost, Nile? Oh, well, I've put on X because I've been bad this week and gone off my diet. Is that almost peer pressure that you see there, which encourages people to keep pace with what they're trying to stick to and what they're trying to do and what their end goal is and what their task is. And I think the same can be said with incentives. For example, you go to something like, I use Slimming World, by the way, as just an example plucked out of the air. I'm not, there's no connotations there, basically, is what I'm saying. I'm just using it simply yeah. um, for an example's sake. But they may give you like a certificate or something like that. Well done, you've lost 10 kilograms since you've been using our diet program. And even that piece of paper, that certificate to say, well done, you've completed the 10K or well done, you've lost two stone in a year. You know, those are the small wins, even though they're just pieces of paper or a piece of metal with a ribbon on it. They're trivial things if you think about it in the grand scheme of things. But actually, if you boil it down to the bare bones, those are the things that make you feel good. And those are the things that make you want to achieve. In a business sense, your incentive might be money. Your incentive, JB, might be the fact that you've been stung with a fine and it's, I don't want to be fined again because that's not cool. You know, it's a tough time for businesses right now with the coronavirus pandemic and people are losing money in some industries and they don't want to be fined because they want to be hanging on to every last penny that they've got uh, in order to keep themselves going. So, you know, that's one element of it, I think, is to use incentives, give yourself little mini rewards for doing the jobs that you really despise doing and you really don't like doing. Another one would just be to get the difficult stuff out of the way. If you just do it there and then and you think, oh, I can't be bothered to do this. But if you really do just find that extra 5% of, of inner strength just to go, 
it's going to take me five hours. I'm going to end up in bed at two o'clock in the morning, but it's a couple of hours sleep that I'll lose and I'll get that back at some point because I'll have a less busy day the next day and the weight is off my shoulders and the pressure is alleviated. So that's another thing, maybe get the harder stuff out of the way and get the harder stuff done first. But that would be my kind of two go-tos, I think, in terms of trying to avoid procrastination. Yeah, I mean, as well, is that we haven't really touched on this point yet, but it's the location as well. So a lot of people at the moment, uh, is because of coronavirus, are now working from home. Like even if you are a freelancer who works remote 100% of the time, chances are you were going to at least coffee shops like daily or every other day you know you're going out for meetings with client like you, you're breaking it up you've got that new energy and new location around you so at the moment like you're just i, I mean you were telling me earlier like oh well, you know my trip to work today i got out of bed and walked over to the sofa sort of thing like <laughs> yeah. and that's why your energy other, levels <laughs> yeah i got out of bed and walked to the other end of my house to sit in a chair at my desk and it's the same chair that I'm sat in right now speaking to you. Um, it's a, I think that's a really good point, JB. Just the fact that because of the fact more people are, are working from home at the moment, the fact that you work, sleep, eat, um, have your downtime all in the same place, I think that can lead to increased procrastination. Definitely. And, and my advice for that would be you need... So if you don't have the luxury of having different rooms or different zones in your house... So, for example, one word of advice would be to separate your work and life inside your house. So have your desk and your computer in that area for work, and it's 100% work only. So you're working there from 9 till 5. When you take your lunch break, you go away from it. You know, finishing your lunch break, you go back to it. When you finish at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, whatever time you want to finish, then you break away from it, and you do not go back to it until the next day. So, you know, if if you play video games or whatever, you're playing Warzone, don't play at that desk, play on the sofa in front of the TV or whatever, because you need to separate mentally as well as Absolutely. physically that workspace from that free time space. But, you know, if you don't have that luxury, you live in a studio apartment or a one bedroom apartment and there's not the space to do that, I would make very, very strict time zones and just don't ever go over it. So, for example, 9 a.m. till 6 p.m., this desk is 100% for work. The second it ticks over six o'clock, bang. It's shut the for lid of the laptop. Netflix. And, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. You shut the laptop or whatever. This is exclusively for you know Netflix, Warzone with the boys. You 100% need that. If you don't have the space, you need that time zone break. You need to be very strict on that time zone. So I'd be setting alarms daily. It's like those little apps, you know, like on you know iPhone now and all these smart watches, you've got that go to bed feature where it reminds you of, you know, 11 p.m. or 12 p.m. every day is like, get your ass into bed. You need yeah. that sort of thing now. Like, you know, set that alarm daily, 7 p.m., 6 p.m., you know, yeah, work's over, flick to that, you know, mm. socializing time or the, you know, the the, the, yeah. the resting time. You're dead right. And it's something I've had recently where I've moved house in the last three or four months and I've moved to somewhere bigger with more space. Exactly what you described a moment ago having my working environment very close to my sort of relaxing environment where I spend a lot of my downtime. I was kind of using the sofa that I sat on to watch telly and play video games. Um, I had a little desk set up and I was using the sofa as my office chair and 
I definitely wasn't as productive as I am now that I've moved house and I've been fortunate that I do have a bit of extra space where I live now to be able to, you know, I've set up my own workspace here. I call it, I, I don't really like calling it a desk, even though it is a desk, you know, it's my workspace. I think that that's kind of important as well. The fact that you are comfortable where you're working, you're relaxed and you feel like you can be productive. Um, and I think that I've seen increased productivity and decreased procrastination from being in this room where I'm sitting and talking to you right now and having that available to me the fact that my computer's in front of me I've got a printer to my left I've got the microphone in front of me I've got my charging cables I've got everything I need pens paper stationery all the rest of it I've got all the things I need to do my job and do my job effectively whereas when I was in the old property that I was in you know it was a scramble I had pens and paper on the sofa next to me and there was no organization and as a result of that I felt disorganized as a person trying to undertake daily tasks and do the usual what I normally do in a day's work and I definitely feel that my procrastination levels have decreased from having a separate workspace and you're right not everyone's lucky to do that but if you do have the option of doing that where you're currently locked down or where you're currently working from home if you have the possibility to be able to you know uh, put your workspace in a, in a separate room to where you currently are now or where your leisure area is I definitely think that is a step worth taking I'm absolutely with you because I think I sort of read an article in recent times as well about how people's brains work in terms of your body knows when uh, your body knows where you go to sleep and your body knows when it's time to eat food that's why you feel hungry um, and normally it's around about the same time of the day every day where you start to feel tired uh, and you start to feel hungry because your brain is almost pre-programmed to tell you right it's one o'clock it's time for lunch right it's 10 p.m it's time for bed however your brain will know that when you're sat in a certain room, that's where you go to sleep. Uh, and when you're sat at a certain table in your house, that's where you have your dinner or your lunch. And I think that it is important to differentiate those things because at the end of the day, even though you are self-employed and you are your business and your business is you, you still need to take a break from things. And so, you know, procrastination can creep in when you're trying to put off the tasks you don't really want to do. Um, and if they are important ones, I would definitely recommend what you've said, JB, and try and differentiate your workspace from your leisure time. Yeah, I mean, it's so important. And I think another one, the last thing we'll touch on is like the f having family members or living with roommates or living with your <laughs> significant other. Like, I mean, from your perspective, you must have... Um, you know a couple of points on that I mean when I was at home for like Christmas and living with like flatmates in the past at uni and stuff like that like it is super important to set those boundaries with people just be like you know tell them like hey you know I'm going to focus for the next you know two hours um, I'll catch up with you with you at lunch even yeah. if you're in a one bedroom flat with somebody else you just need to you know let them know that you're going to focus on this and do this same thing that's almost like an accountability partner right that because in two hours time they ask you like, oh did you get it done you don't want to be saying like oh no i you know looked at a couple of cool instagram posts <laughs> yeah you, you've got a point there and it's kind of what i touched upon right at the start of the podcast where when i was at uni um we would end up procrastinating and distracting from what we were trying to do by discouraging someone else from doing their work and, you know, poor old Mateus, I don't know if he's listening, but the amount of lab reports we caused him to not do or put in late just simply because we wanted him to come and play FIFA with us or, you know, watch the first half of a football match, which was completely unimportant uh, compared to his lab report. 
you know, that was kind of a part of it. Now, at uni, I'll kind of caveat that with saying it's part of the fun. It's part of the experience living yeah. at uni. It's the first time you do it living with friends. But there does reach a point, you're absolutely right, where you do need to kind of turn around. And if you're the sort of person who gets easily distracted and you like a chat, I'm one of those people, then you do need to kind of have enough about you to kind of front up to your flatmates and go, listen, if I come into your room in the next two hours, just tell me to off basically because because i need to focus on this and i need to get the job done and you know the feelings of pressure some people work better under pressure and the longer they put tasks off the the better it makes them perform when eventually it comes down to crunch time and they need to knuckle down and do it but but certainly that's something that can be a problem when you are living with other people particularly when others don't have the same workload that you do and they yeah, feel that they can come in problem. and distract you or you feel like you're missing out on the fun that they're having, that can be a huge, huge burden when it comes to procrastination. I think that that's something that you probably will find if you're uh, someone with a heavy workload, that if you do live with other people or friends or family members, they might end up coming and talking to you whilst you're in the zone and it might really throw you off course. It's something that a lot of people will have experienced in the past and no doubt will experience in the future. But if you can find your own little ways of breaking through that and trying to get back on track and stay focused, then hopefully you should uh, you should be all right moving forward. Yeah, and if any of you listeners do have any funny stories about procrastination or what you do to overcome it, then just hit us up on the DMs, let us know. Um, I'd love to hear what you guys are procrastinating with. Any funny stories, you can DM me at JB1YO on Instagram. Niall, I believe, is at NiallPFC. And you can hit up at 100K Freelancer Club. Get in touch, let us know what you're doing. And as always, head on over to the 100KFreelancerClub.com. It's got a free audio course coming out if you want to just get started in the freelancing market and just advance your freelance career and then we do have the 100k freelancer club course which is a fully comprehensive course teaching you everything there is to know about freelancing you name it it's in that course it's delivered by a number of fantastic people like myself and Niall um, and we're always updating the course and there is the community as well where you can find an accountability partner and share your experiences with other amazing freelancers so that's it for the 100k freelancer club podcast this week I'm Jacob and this has been Niall and we will catch you in the next one see you later